You're listening to episode one of Crossing the Streams with Greg and Jason. Alongside Jason Redlitz, I'm Greg Gonski, and we're here in the Room of Requirement in the School of Communications building in New Brunswick. Rutgers University. <laughs> Before we get started, we just want to give a special thanks to uh, and a shout out to our logo artist, Matt Gaudio. He made me look hot, so thank you. <laughs> he did it in one day. We told him, was it like Tuesday? He finished it on a Wednesday. He did it in one day, folks. Yeah. Even the 16th Chapel can been done <laughs> in one day. Praise it, yeah. <laughs> Yas Queen. If you don't have the visual up, it's uh, it's Batman the Animated Series versions of us. So when he's on the, uh, the uh, skyscraper ledge and the two streaks of lightning crossing and it's also double entendre because crossing streams you can check him out on twitter at matt underscore gaudio g-a-u-d-i-o or you could check him out on instagram and follow him um matt gaudio art is his name on there yeah oh my god holy crap i don't know if i can swear on here but <laughs> dang his art is gucci i say and thank you matt honestly you made myself look pretty attractive so oh, yeah. i'm not complaining <laughs> yeah and uh, I'm, these days I'm pretty doughy, but uh, he made me look pretty uh, Bruce Wayne-like. Yeah, that's a beautiful piece of art. Yeah, and you have it as your phone background. It is my phone background. Mm. I'm mm. clicking it now. Look at them color. <laughs> oh, and thank you for the request because I wanted to look like Doug Funny, so he gave me the sweater vest <laughs> and the khakis. It's pretty amazing. I love it. I really love it. There's like so many references in that one picture. There's Batman. There's Ghostbusters. There's Doug. There's um, the Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> and I think that's it. It's pretty and it's like a callback to old 90s art, so that's Oh, absolutely, great. yeah. Bruce Tim is the artist who did who worked on mm. animated series. Animated series. I can't wait. They're redoing another Justice League. Another series? I don't know if Bruce... Bruce Tim will have a hand in it, but I don't know if it's going to be in that art style or whatever. But right. they're bringing Justice League back because the movies are going to come out, so they want to prep for that. I'm very excited, though, because anything Warner Brothers Animation makes is gold besides Teen Titans Go, because that can <laughs> rot in a hole in hell. <laughs> the team behind animated series, this is not what our episode is about, by the way. This um, is just a little preface. Yeah. Preface. <laughs> so the team behind the animated series, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini, they were, oh my god, geniuses. Mm -hmm. Paul Dini is, like, one of the best writers, I think, like, for cartoons. He, They both created the new origin for Mr. Freeze because back then Mr. Freeze was like a joke. Right. So he did that whole Heart of Ice Heart episode. of Ice. That was, oh, it's so deep and it's a kid's show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he actually made him sympathetic. Right. And of course, Harley Quinn wouldn't have existed without that show. Yes, Because she was so popular in that show they made her canon in the actual books and now she's what she is today. And now Margot Mr. Robbie. Mr. J. Mr. <laughs> J. I'm super excited. Yeah. And Super Side Squad's going to kick a whole lot of malarkey. So. Yeah, that Heart of Ice episode. Hmm. That show actually, it started airing in primetime before they moved it to the kids' yep, block. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, um, oh, were you say, What? Were you going to say something? No, I'll just oh, cut, okay. cut that out. I think I, I, think I burped a little bit. <laughs> and if, I don't know if you know, but Mark Hamill has a, has a role in that. Before he was cast as Joker, they put him in a role as just like one of, the, one of Mr. Freeze's thugs. No way, really? Yeah. Wait, why'd they get Mark Hamill to be a thug? Well, he was auditioning... Um, he was auditioning for a role on the show, mm -hmm. and well before they put him in as the Joker, they had him do that. Wow. That's such a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. I know he's done voices alongside Joker, but I didn't know he even had the role of Joker before. 
Wait, no, isn't Joker like the first or second episode? No, he didn't come in until a few after. Heart really? of Ice was maybe the second episode. Holy crap! They yeah. started off strong then. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That show was great, and then they made they did the new adventures of Batman and Robin, which they did animated it a bit differently. I liked mm-hmm. it. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, it was I like the animate reanimated uh, version, but I digress <laughs> and I digest because I just had some hot dogs before. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's why I burp a lot. For our first episode, well, <laughs> <laughs> what an intro! What a segue, people. Yeah. <laughs> Each episode, we're gonna talk about a particular topic, whether it's a TV show, a movie, a comic book, or a cartoon. Probably a lot of cartoons are gonna come out of this. Um, but for this first episode, we we thought, what better topic to talk about than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? We don't have the copyright to this song. Turtle power, tortoise power. You're singing us into a lawsuit. (laughs) Yeah, I hope I hope none of the was it Miramax? No, no, Nickelodeon owns it. Yeah, Nickelodeon Nickelodeon heads don't listen to us. It was originally Mirage Studios. Mm -hmm. That was just the little company name that Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird uh, worked under. And Eastman said that like their studio was just his living room. Yep. (laughs) Well, Miramax did the movie. No. Fun fact, Neil Miramax. Oh, they did. Fun fact about that: um, that was the most successful independent film. It's crazy to think Ninja Turtles was an independent film. Right. It was the most successful independent film until um, Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh wow! That, which they're making a sequel to, and I'm super excited. That's right. Like the and sequel no one asked big, for. No one asked for. I've always wanted a sequel. To that I love that movie. Yeah. So the the, the Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, uh, the budget was thirteen and a half million, and then it grossed worldwide two hundred and two million dollars, roughly. Oh wow, damn. Yeah, I think uh, uh, nationally it was one thirty. Holy flip. Yeah. <laughs> that that was it's it still holds up. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. I think oh, that's, one, that's one of the best comic movies. Period. Yeah, no. I think so too. Like it's just it's a really well done story and. Um, like the action scenes are good, but mo- for the most part, the heart of the story is like, you know, it's about family, brothers, yeah. brothers, and then father son. It was a perfect mix between the Mirage books and the cartoon show. Absolutely, I thought it was a perfect mix. It, it blended it so seamlessly, and because it kept the origin of the book, while like the fun and colorful nature of the the show, mm-hmm. and. It was a home run. <laughs> and don't forget, they had quite a few stars in that movie. Like um, Sam Rockwell. That was his second movie. Yeah, he was one of the kids. It, he was yeah. one of the foot. <laughs> he was one of the foot. He was, he was, he, we kind of followed, we followed April O'Neil's co-worker's son. Mm-hmm. Danny. Danny, yeah, Danny. Danny Pennington. And, oh, I remember the last name. <laughs> and, uh. We see Sam like was he also joining at the same time or he was already he was kind of like the he was kind of in it the leaderish of uh, the the gang he didn't say much did he um he he's like he's showing the newbies around and he's yeah. like hey, oh yeah check, that's right check it out the cigarettes anything you want to do do it that's you know right, what I'm that's saying? right that little montage Got they're skateboarding and he holds it regular or mental <laughs> and then later on um, after after Casey Jones takes down um, Tatsu. Um, the fo- the gang walks in and then Sam Rockwell's like, "What are we standing here for? Let's get him!" <laughs> and then he's like, "You want to be first, Junior?" And Damn. We have loyalty to the Shredder. <laughs> I never rewatched that movie. I should rewatch that movie before. Ah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's all so vivid up he here. He has an excellent memory, everyone. <laughs> and the guy who played Casey Jones, 
Elias Coteas. My mom always said, he's the guy from Law and Order. Law and Order SVU. But no, that's Christopher Maloney. Who's Coteas? Coteas uh, is Casey Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was. He's in a few things I've seen him in. It's so weird seeing him now. He's old. And oh, yeah. He's in Look Who's Talking 2, the sequel to Look Who's Talking. They made a sequel to Look Who's Talking. Yeah. And God. <laughs> Elias Coteas was also in Shooter. So, and it's funny because Coteas and Christopher Maloney, they look a lot alike. And uh, Christopher Maloney was in the first two Harold and Kumar movies. He played Freak Show in the first one. Oh, that dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was he in the second one? He's, a, he's the, the leader of the KKK in the second one. Jesus Christ. That is downright disgusting. Yeah. Freak Show. Yeah. And Freak Show was uh, married to Malin Ackerman. Yeah. Like, that's her. That's the actual. Well, the Malin devil. Ackerman. What? The devil yeah. is everywhere. They want to have a threesome with. Yeah. Oh, Malin. He said we could have sex with her. I did not. I did? I oh. most certainly did not. <laughs> I see you boys standing out there all alone in the darkness. I said to myself, what would Jesus do? I was going down to Georgia. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> the point I was getting at was in the third movie, um, they do, they couldn't get Christopher Maloney in it, but they cast Elias Cotes in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so and, furthering the theory mm-hmm. that they're one and the same in this acting yeah, game. And my my theory go, before the third one came out was like, oh, they should totally have Cote as, as just himself, and then they could have Harold and Kumar go up to him and be like, you're the guy from Law & Order SVU. Damn, that'd be pretty fun. Have him, yeah, have him play a lookalike to Maloney, but instead he played like the father of some girl, some teenage girl. I, even, I haven't seen the third one. The third one's the Christmas one, right? Yeah. I like the Christmas one. And like two. Uh, the Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay. Bay. And like Guantanamo Bay. I like the first one, of course. That's the best the one. The first one's a classic, yeah. And the third one I thought was a lot of fun, especially being Christmas time. It kind of, I kind of had a little bias, but. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Christmas is coming up, Greg. It is. It doesn't feel like it, though. It's It's a turtle's Christmas it's like a indeed. It's a 70 degree day out today. <laughs> yeah, it's so warm. I don't know who's listening and where you're from, but oh boy. The Central Jersey is warm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. The past few days. Mm. Other actors that were in the Turtles movie, uh, the at least the voices of the Turtles, you had... I only know one. Yeah? Which Corey, one? Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Corey Feldman, we everybody knew him, you know, previously from, uh, you know, Goonies. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Stand By Me. Yep. And... I mean, for me, like at first I saw, I heard him in Turtles. Then when I saw Goonies and Stand by Me, my parents are like, "He's the voice of Donatello." Oh, your parents do? Yeah, yeah, Beautiful. they knew that, and they would tell me that, and I would just look like, "Wow!" <laughs> in wonder. He was such a great voice for Donnie. He really was. Corey Feldman was like, "Hey, Raphael, there it is." Very grag, like, graggly, like, take the <laughs> flangular and put that here. Who else was in the movie? Um, Corey Feldman. I have a funny story about him. I had been following Corey Feldman on Twitter, and in 2013, my Twitter feed got flooded with just retweets from Corey Feldman. He was retweeting all these, like, all these really good-looking girls, and they would have this hashtag, Corey's Angels. And I'd be like, what is this? (laughs) So I would would read it, and I'd be like, what? What? Is he, like, hitting on these girls or something? And then I did a little more research, and I found out that Corey Feldman... 
he would throw these parties at his house that he dubbed the Feld Mansion. <laughs> he would throw these parties, and he would he would have to pre-approve any of the girls that would come in. They would get in for free, but under the under the regulation that they had to wear lingerie. Damn. Yeah, so they would walk around in lingerie, high heels, and they'd be wearing, like, wings because they were Corey's angels, like... You know, a mix between Victoria's Secret yeah. Angels and uh, and uh, Playboy, Playboy Playmore. Yeah, exactly. And if you were a guy, you had to pay two hundred and fifty dollars to get in, just to get in, or you could pay five hundred dollars for an hour in a in Corey's hot tub, and you would get like your own personal security guards and and alcohol, of course, alcohol service. Or you could uh, you could pay t- uh, two thousand five hundred dollars for private angel service. And you'd be in a tent with like four or five girls, alcohol, and there would be like a kind of like a bed massage table type thing. Are you shitting me? <laughs> no, not at all. Corey yeah. Feldman mm-hmm. held his own privately owned play Playboy Mansion of the Feld. The Feld Mansion. <laughs> I mean, that's a very clever title. But Raphael. Wait, wait, why? <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's Corey Feldman. And I, mean, I think they were, like, shooting, like, they were trying to film it for, like, a reality mm-hmm. series, too, or something. Did it, like, it didn't get picked up? Oh, I don't How think so. How long ago was This was 20, 2013. Yeah, I didn't get picked up. Sorry, Corey <laughs> Feldman. I gotta give him some credit, though. That's that's quite a... Quite an effort he put in. Yeah, it just goes to show you how far he's come Jeez since Louise. since his days as Mouth and, and Teddy Duchamp and Donatello. <laughs> Donatello is holding a porno house. <laughs> Look it up on Google Image Search, guys. You'll find the Feld oh, Mansion. Oh yeah, you can Google search it, Corey Feldman party, and Jeez, and he he was very public about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some guy wrote an article about it. And he wrote that Corey had to pre-approve everything this guy wrote, this guy published. Wow! And their pictures from the party and. <laughs> Jeez, I want to see pictures now. I'm curious. <laughs> we'll look it up. <laughs> um, oh, and it's funny because Corey Feldman they cast him to play Slash in the new show. Yes, yeah. yes, turn back to turtles, mm-hmm. yeah. which is awesome. I, was, I always like the callbacks that the new show does. Oh like, yeah, they there's... have Ron Paulson mm-hmm. and they have then like, Corey Feldman, and they have don't tell me. Don't tell me. Wait, who else? Who else is also called back to the old show? Um, they cast well the other voice, Robbie Rist, who played Michelangelo in all three movies. Um, he voiced Mondo Gecko in. No way! Yeah, I didn't see the Mondo Gecko. I didn't see the Mondo Gecko. I haven't seen any of season three. Oh. Or most of season two. I've been very bad. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and the, the voice of Michelangelo in the show now is the voice of Beast Boy. Greg Sipes. Greg Sipes. Greg Sipes. He's oh, like he's so cool. If you see him in articles, he is Michelangelo. Yeah, he's he's very like, like yo man. Yeah, that's a good impression. Rock and roll. Booyakasha. <laughs> Booyakasha. <laughs> and he's like, he's always like, man, it's all about our hearts and our spirit and <laughs> very spiritual. Yeah, man. like he said, turtles. He grew up watching the '80s show, and yeah. he said that like that inspired him to get into to meditation. To, to do surfing and things like that. Damn, Michelangelo he's, is like a life guide. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Greg Sipes, he's a really cool dude. Imagine getting that, that gig. Oh, wow, yeah. And you uh, voice a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> and uh, Robbie Rist, who was Michelangelo in the movies, he was Cousin Oliver in the last season of The Brady Bunch. What? Yeah, because because Bobby and Cindy were getting older. Yeah, and so they brought in Robbie Rist, who was like maybe eight years old, to bring youth to the show. But uh, that's cousin that Oliver. was yeah, 
and they canceled the show after that season. So Robbie Riss says he's the single reason the Brady Bunch ended. <laughs> He'll live in infamy. <laughs> so the guy who played um, Raphael in the first movie, Josh Pais is his name. <laughs> what are you doing? I made a noise. <laughs> He uh, he was the only actor to not only voice the turtle but actually play the turtle. Of he course. was inside the suit. Really? Yeah. And then he did the voice. Well, he had to do the voice and post. Yeah, exactly. So there's no way he did the voice. Oh no. There's that one scene in the movie where you see um, whoever's body body doubling um, Donnie. Yeah, Lee Tilden. You see his face when Donnie opens his yeah, mouth really wide. It's a Kodak moment. <laughs> and then he laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Yeah, you, see his, you see his mouth face. open. You freeze frame it. You could see Leaf Tilden's eyes <laughs> in between Donnie's mouth, and it's probably the weirdest, creepiest looking thing. It looks like an '80s horror movie. They villain. kept it in there. I don't they know did, why. yeah, they, yeah. How they're not realizing? There's really nothing they can do to be and honest. The budget was so low. <laughs> and yeah, Judith Hogue, who played April O'Neil, yeah. she said that acting on that movie was crazy because you had to like keep your eye on the turtles as you you were acting. Uh, in, in any given scene, you know, you'd have the actors inside the suits, and then you'd have people off to the side who were controlling the puppets, the puppeteering yeah. of the face, the Jim Henson Creature Shop team. Um, they would, like, be controlling the, you know, the, the blinking, the eye, the, 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 the mouth flaps. Which each movie got progressively got more cartoony, because mm-hmm. their mouths would go so fast. Because Jim Henson Creature Shop didn't do the last No, one. they only did the first two, because Jim Henson had passed away yeah. before they finished making the second movie, finished editing the second yeah. movie. Yeah, the third one was, I'm sorry, that was shit. The suits were kind of creepy. Yeah. Their eyes they were, were like, bugging, very, like, slimy. And their mouths, yeah, the, the, the suits were, why did they keep the same suits? Yeah, they uh, keep the same design. I they don't were know. trying to progress the technology a little bit. And they failed. They failed, people. They failed. Yeah. They said, um, some of the cast members, they said, like, the first movie, all of, like, the uh, electronic stuff was inside, underneath the shell. Yeah. So that would, like, kind of communicate with the stuff in the head. All, like, mm-hmm. the weird, like, gears and gadgets and stuff in the head. So for the second movie, they, they thought, oh, we'll just put everything inside the head. And it looked really weird. And did they get away with it because they had, like, those samurai uh, helmets and stuff? Oh, well, that was for the third movie. The second movie is when they did Oh, you're saying did. the second movie. I wasn't right. sure. The third movie, I'm not really sure how they The second did. movie definitely did change a bit. I, I'm, I'm quite fond of the second movie. If anything, I think the second movie is more fun. Because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I'd wa- want to watch that one more. I yeah. do appreciate the first one more, and I think it's a better movie. It's by far a better movie. But the yeah. second one, sort, yeah. like when they're in the TCR, TCNI, TCRI. TGR. Well, the movie is TGRI. TGRI, yeah. TGRI um, labs, and they had like, all those pipes. Oh, yeah. And they were swinging really on cool. the swivel chairs. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. And then the beginning with the pizza, they're, they're in the mall. Mm-hmm. And what's, it, what's his name? What's the pizza Kino? Kino. Wow, your, your memory. Um, Kino came in with the pizza, and they helped fight with the turtles. And then the fun fact about that movie, um, parents thought the first one was so violent that they said that the second one, they could not use their weapons at all. Yeah. So yeah, if you never noticed, they never actually use their weapons. They're just flinging them around and, like, just doing weird kicks and Mikey does puns com- and stuff. Mikey, for his nunchucks, he uses cold cuts. Yes, yes, combat yes. Combat cold uh, cuts. Yeah, combat cold cuts. For Raph, the only time he pulls out his size is when he catches the pizza slice. Yep. And Leo never used his sword. Leo used it maybe once. You see him in the beginning. He takes them out, and he's like, hey, hey, now you see him. Now you don't. Throws him to the ceiling. Grabs grabs him and kicks. Mm -hmm. And then Donnie pretended to be a dummy. Remember? (laughs) He's swinging left to right with the pointing, Mm -hmm. poking. 
Kevin Eastman said he got that from like old carnivals and stuff yep. where like the clown would just be like kind of moving back and forth. That's great. I love that movie. I don't care what it's anyone great. says. I love the that movie. Great. That movie's. I think it might be my favorite. The I'll second one. Yeah. It's most fun. It's so weird. And then there's Super Shredder. And then we were talking about before Vanilla about Togar Ice. and Razor. Yeah, Togar and Razor. Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Vanilla Ice. The Ninja. Run. Go Ninja. Go Ninja. Go. Go Ninja. Go Ninja. Good stuff. Yo. It's a great machine. Mm. We're going to rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? Slam and jam to the new sweet sound. Yeah. Everybody, let's move. Vanilla is here with the new Jack Groove. Going to rock and roll the place with the power of the Ninja Turtle base. Iceman. You know, I'm not saying. Devastate the show when the turtles are saying. That I don't know the rest. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja. Damn, Greg, you're laying down those hot beats. When's your mixtape coming out? Hot fire. Uh, next Friday. Next Friday. You heard that here, folks. Next Friday, Greg Gonski. Gonskeem is his tag name. You know, like Godim. Gonskeem. He is releasing his new mixtape. Greg, how can we re- get that pure joy? Uh, you have to Ocean's Eleven your way into my room. Oh, see, that's that's how they get you. You have to hire George Clooney <laughs> and the crew. And Don Cheadle. Don't forget Don Cheadle. He was in that movie. Oh, uh, so Kino. Kino. I like the way you said Kino. Um, Kino. Kino. <laughs> so Kino, he, um, Ernie Reyes Jr. is his name. He, uh, he was Donatello's fight stunt double in the first movie. No way. Yeah. Wow. And that yeah, they liked him so much that they just gave him the role for the second movie. Did they plan that role with him in mind or they just... Yeah, I think they wrote that role specifically wow. for him. I, I I always thought he was a great character. Yeah, he was. I love that movie. Yeah, that movie I I'll say it. Second movie's my favorite. What you, he comes in, hold it, you guys are under arrest and the one guy's like, What are you, night security? <laughs> no, actually I'm a pizza, pizza. delivery. Pizza delivery. <laughs> It was such a cool looking movie. I just, the sets were so much fun. And then the end where at the dock with mm-hmm. Super Shredder when he like jumps through the dock and like oh, woods, that was, woods yeah. flying everywhere. After they cowabunga. Cowabunga, yeah. And uh, yeah. For me personally, the first movie is my favorite because you get it's it's a better I, movie. I love the story. It's a better no no, it's I'm not saying it's a better movie. I'm uh, not, not a better movie. Yeah. I'm just saying I think I'm most fond of the second one just because it was so colorful and me being very, very, like, a, in I, I don't know, very private child. Mm-hmm. I just liked colors and stuff. Right. So I just like watching that. Yeah. You could tell that they knew, like, what they wanted to, like, kind of get for, with the movie. Yeah. Like, what they wanted to aim for. Like, the whole opening montage is people eating pizza yeah. in New York City. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I always thought that was a cool scene. Yeah. That pizza looked delicious. Yeah. It did. <sighs> that music. Mm-hmm. It's weird, like, techno noir. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even... I, I just made that up. I don't even know if that's actually what you'd call it. <laughs> but boy, oh, boy, I love that music. And, uh... Oh, the, the junkyard scene where Raph is there. Mm. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, we were looking for a muffler for a 77 Chevy. That's actually... That's pretty good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Jeez, whatever happened to service with a smile? We fought. Oh, we fought Casey Jones. Casey Jones, in the first movie. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Casey Jones is great. I love Casey Jones. Classes pain one on one. Your instructor's Casey Jones. Casey Jones. And the new one, he doesn't even have long hair. The new Casey movie, Mel. yeah, yes. no. Steven the mask Mel. is cool, but no. I, I think Stephen Mel's a good choice. I think that's fine. He's the guy on Arrow. Yeah, he's Arrow. Okay. The Green Arrow. But um, 
I really wish he had long hair. I mean, that's like a staple. Yeah, it really is. Every incarnation, he's got long hair. He's got the hockey mask and the long hair. But, oh, the mask does look cool. Yeah. And I, I'm always a fan of Casey Jones, even though I'm not the biggest fan of him in the cartoon. Oh, uh, Josh Peck. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I found out it was Josh Peck, I was like, what? But um, I don't like the young idea of young Casey Jones. Nah. He's, I don't like the idea of young He's, he's obnoxious. He's not really, like... He's not cool. Yeah. Because there's this... It's something about he probably acts exactly the same, but the fact that he's a kid gives him the stigma that he's not. He's just a, he's just a punk, like annoying mm-hmm. brat. Yeah. But I like Casey because he's smooth, suave. The first line I heard I heard from Casey Jones in the car, the new cartoon, mm-hmm. it was the same one that he says in the movie. Yeah. Classes pain one oh one. Instructors Casey Jones. And it, it sounds so weird when a kid says it. Yeah, when Josh Peck says Josh it. Josh Peck. <laughs> he wouldn't be my he wouldn't be my first choice to play oh, Casey. No. no. But uh, they said, the creator of that, that show, he said that he, they wanted Josh Peck originally for some kind of role, so they held on to him. And then once Casey came along in the second season, that's when they were like, okay, we'll use you for that. He would have been a good... He would have been a good Donnie. I could see him as Donnie. Yeah. The prop also Kind of like, yeah, like the geeky, nerdy character. But yeah, because yeah. I'm only thinking about Drake and Josh. <laughs> Great show, by the way. This episode sponsored by Nickelodeon's 2003 spectacular Drake and Josh series. <laughs> it ran for about... It ran t- uh, seven till 2006. Seasons. It's only... Oh, only four seasons? Mm-hmm. Three seasons? Yeah, four seasons. Weird. I remember I would be able to guess what episode, what season was on based off their hair yeah. and their weight. Hair and weight, yeah. Drake's hair and then Josh's weight. Yeah, Weird. Oh, uh, the guy who voiced and puppeteered Splinter in the movies uh, is Kevin Clash, who does Elmo on did Elmo on Sesame. Oh, and then that whole debacle happened. Yeah. Fun, Elmo. <laughs> fun fact about the second movie. Oh no, the third movie. They didn't have the bu- budget wasn't there, so they kept Splinter behind the train cart. You never saw his legs. He never left the train cart because right. they did not make <laughs> the rest of the puppet. <laughs> They kept him right there. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, right? Now when we watch it, you can tell it's like blatantly obvious, but that was so subtle that it's kept him in that little room. Right. <laughs> it was for a reason, folks. Wow, he was Kevin Clash? Mm-hmm. You ever watch that documentary? The, uh, I think it was called Being Elmo? Or oh, no. Really great documentary. That was before the debacle happened. It was yeah. actually like a touching story. He was controversy. He, was, he, he was a, seemed like a good guy, and then yeah, obviously we don't, we don't trust Kevin Clash anymore. But, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, Don't let near your kids. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame, like, of all things that you can get in trouble for, especially if you're a children's entertainer. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's uh, We're getting sad. We're not supposed to be sad. We're supposed to no, be happy. No, this is not, <laughs> this is not what I, we envisioned. It's a happy day. <laughs> you hear that, folks? It's happy. It's, it's December. Happy holidays. From your, from your, from your local, uh, local S station by, by a S truck. Christmas or Christmas. Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, depending on your preference of celebration and religious affiliation. That was a rhyme. Take that, Dr. Seuss. Oh, who was that? Was that a ghost? Was there a ghost in the studio? I don't know. <laughs> we have a ghost in the studio, folks. So that first, the first Ninja Turtles movie, I don't know if you know this, it was edited by Quentin Tarantino's longtime editor, Sally Mink. Menke or Mink? And she still does it today. She well, unfortunately, she passed away in 2010. Oh, well, so yeah, it was pretty tragic. Uh, she was hiking with her friend and her dog, uh-huh. and then she started to like, kind of get like exhausted, like heat exhaustion. So her friend went to get help, and then when they came back, they couldn't find her. 
And they found her at the bottom of, like, a cliff, kind of. And her dog was just sitting with her. That's terribly depressing. Yeah. No, it's really sad, though. And, yeah, she was Tarantino's go-to editor of Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, Grindhouse. Inglorious Bass? Yeah, that was their last collaboration. That had to have been. been. It couldn't have been. Well, Inglorious Bastards, and then then it was Django. Yeah, Django after that. And then Hateful Eight on Christmas. Oh, it's not Christmas anymore. Oh, it's not? They, they pushed it to December 31st. Oh, what? New Year's? <laughs> yeah. I saw that last night. I was like, because I was going, I was planning on hopefully seeing it on Christmas. Cause oh, yeah. That's... Even though even though I am a practicing Catholic and I love Christmas so much, my dad hates me for it. I usually go to the movies at night. Oh, okay. Afterward. Yeah. But um, I was planning on going, but it's not moved anymore. to. Cancel your plans. <laughs> Christmas Eve. Yeah. We saw, my dad, brother, and I saw Django on Christmas Eve. Me day. too. That yeah, was great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a nice weird tradition doing that. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of off putting if you think about it, and it's weird when I'm going to the theater. I'm like, wow, today's Christmas. I'm going to see a movie. <laughs> yeah. But Open presents have a little breakfast. No, because like each it's each part of the day, I'm doing something. Like in the morning is presents. Um, it's also my sister's birthday on Christmas, oh, okay. so we celebrate her birthday a little bit. Then we usually bring like snow globes to like the uh, retirement home down our street. Then we go and we eat dinner, and then. If there's a movie out, my siblings and I go to a movie. That's cool. Good tradition. It is a nice tradition. It's weird, though. (laughs) And the director of the first movie is Steve Barron. And his previous credentials, he did music videos for MTV back when it was all music videos. So he directed the music video for uh, Michael Jackson's Beat It. Uh, Holy. Aha's Take On Me, which is, like, iconic. I love Because it's, you know, the mix of animation. Mm -hmm. Take <laughs> on me. Take, Take on, on me. <laughs> Take on me, Greg. <laughs> I'm the ghost. I'm your third third host. Third host ghost. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the third host ghost show. I'm going to leave right now. Bye. Oh, that ghost. That's a silly ghost. Stop it, ghost host. Continue. I'm sorry about ghost. No, that's okay. He did Take On Me. Yeah, Take On Me, and then also Beat Electric it. Avenue. He, he's oh, done... Yeah. Eddie Grant's Electric Avenue? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that first Ninja Turtles movie, it really taught me how to speak Spanish. It's funny. Because, um, like... Como se va? Yeah. <laughs> that was, like... Exactly. That was the, the first DVD I actually got on my own, where I went uh-huh. to a store and purchased it. This was at... No, it wasn't Sam Goody. Sam Goody. The Wiz, I think. The Wiz was the store. It, I never knew. Yeah, they never... They closed down when I was like maybe twelve, but uh, it was the I got so I got the DVD and like that was around the time I was maybe ten, ten or eleven, and my dad was learning Spanish on his own. Uh-huh. So in the car I would listen to tapes, you know, listen to tapes of like, "Do you like coffee? Te gusta el café?" So, <laughs> so I would just you know repeat that stuff with my dad, and then he gave me a, a little pocket translator. Which was like a little, it looked like a calculator that you could open up and just type any word in and it would translate the word for you. Oh, that's and neat. Yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with it. I carried it with me everywhere. And uh, so I would, after I got this Turtles DVD, I realized, oh, they have Spanish subtitles. So oh. I would watch the movie with Spanish t- subtitles. And I knew, because I knew the movie so well. Yeah, it was, it was like, so easy just to. Yeah, wow. exactly. So like when wow. Casey Jones is like, I'll never call do- golf a dull game again. Um, the the translation was nunca decir que golf es aburrido. Whoa! When did we get Telemundo up in here? 
Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so that I would, you know, go to Spanish class in middle school and like I would just go kind of back and forth with the movie and kind of just see like, oh, so decir means yeah. to say. And wow. uh, yeah, who says that turtles don't like help with education? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go, kids. <laughs> and uh, if you were ever wondering what like the turtle costumes look like, like they look kind of like a foamy texture. Yeah. And uh, one of the actors, um, Ken Scott, who he's credited as Ken Trome, uh, he played Raphael in the second movie. He was also a stunt double in the first movie. Uh-huh. He was one of the guys who did the nunchuck uh, face-off in April's apartment. Yes. And, uh, but he said, like, the turtle costume is the equivalent of, like, a Nerf ball. Oh, wait, it's so squishy? Yeah, like, that kind of a foamy, squishy. Really? Mm-hmm. It gives such a, like, a hard texture look. Right. Probably because of the paint and the polish. And yeah. The and, uh, so he said, like, all, or all the actors said you would sweat constantly because you had no oxygen in the mask. Jesus. So they, he, they said, like, you know, at the end of the day... Your sweat would absorb into the Ew. into the foam, Ew. and they said it's like picking. If you ever picked up a wet Nerf ball after it sat out in the rain, you know it's like heavy. It's like, and yeah, three times the weight. Oh so they my said just God. just imagine that, but everywhere like that kind of extra weight. They were so good though. Like yeah, they looked so fluid in their movements. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's absolutely. A, that must have been a pain in the keister because movies nowadays, whenever they have costumes or like weird creature designs, they. They try their best to make it the most effective to use, most durable and like yeah, you could agile as ever. Mm-hmm. Like the bat suit, the new one. Um, Zack Snyder said that he wants him to turn his head and make it as most comfortable as possible. But they they were able to do it. I mean, like it looks like it can't. He can't. Batman can't turn his head, but he can. Oh wow! Yeah. So like it's the technology and costume development. <laughs> I'm. Speaking words. Yeah, um, it looks like a clothy texture. Yeah, but like I'm saying, with the turtle suit, I'm wow. That that must have been hell on earth. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I don't know why they do it for the new ones. I hate the CGI. I just yeah, I hate it. I'm yeah, sorry. It's, <laughs> no, I, I I hear you. Practical is the way to go. Practical is the way to go. For Bebop and Rocksteady, I understand going CGI. Yeah. Because, yeah, but I want turtles to be back in the suits. <laughs> I agree. We can make them better. I mean, last we saw of them in the suits was Next Mutation. Yeah, Venus de Milo. <laughs> I had the biggest boner for Venus de Milo. What was her, her color? Her color was like lavender. Light blue. Light, it was light blue. Pow- powder blue. Powder blue. <laughs> That's right. Um, Venus. I had all those action figures. I even had Venus. The Next, the next mm-hmm. Mutation. Yeah, I had every one. They looked cool. They did, yeah. They definitely like the looked design. cooler in toy form than they did in the show. And their weapons. The weapons were really cool. Yeah, they, they like modded them a bit. Mm-hmm. I never had an X-Mutation toy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I wish I did. I had... I was obsessed. I had some of the originals, like Mutagen Man, who's my favorite character. Everyone should M- look up Mutagen, Mutagen Man. Yeah, Google image that is... We had cool. a Google image search because I forgot his name earlier. But Mutagen Man, he put the ooze in... Because he was just a big canister with arms and legs. Yeah. And he put the ooze inside and his body parts would be like meshed in with the ooze. <laughs> That's so cool. He was such a cool character. Yeah, that... So and that I was had, your all-time favorite toy? Not turtle related toy. Turtle related toy. My fa- all time favorite toy. Earthworm Jim. Oh okay. We've talked about Earthworm. Yeah, Jim we before. talked about. <laughs> I love Earthworm Jim. The video game, everything about him, and I had the toy where you press the the back of his backpack, and his head would pop out. Oh wow. Love that. To- <laughs> I love that so toy cool. to death. It was very similar. Like Earthworm Jim could totally be in the Ninja Turtle universe. Mm, oh, absolutely. It's, I mean, it's literally the same thing. Like if you if you put them side by side, I would think they're the same property. Mm-hmm. 
So, did you see the? Did you watch the the cartoon before you watched the movie, or what? Like, how did you get introduced? How was I introduced to Ninja Turtles? Um, definitely the toys. Um, then, th- mm, that's a good question. I don't know. I would say the movie. I would say the first movie, first and second movie I saw. I, n- I didn't see the third movie until five, six years ago. I, <laughs> we never had it on tape. My brothers were always disinterested because they've seen it, so they never wanted to watch it. So I never did. And I didn't really care because they always say it was shit. So I would just watch the first one, too. Oh, wow. So I haven't seen this, the third one until recently. My jaw is on the table. You can't see that, but it's on the table. <laughs> yeah, he's still talking. That's crazy. Um, yeah, no, I didn't see the third one. But the I saw the f- movies first and I think the old 80s show. Then around that time I was getting older, it was the 2003 show. And I loved the 2003 show until they went to the future, did the yes. flash forward. Flash forward, that was awful. Hated Horrible. the flash forward series. Horrible. And it, they cut off the ending finale just yeah. to introduce flash forward. Yeah, they did. They, I don't know what they were it thinking. Was the, uh, it was Ninja so stupid. Trip tribunal. So stupid. Um, so I liked the 2003 series up to a point. Then there was a lull in Turtles fandom. Yeah, there was. Oh, they did the 2007 CGI movie. Oh, right. Which was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was, the way I see it, it is the real third movie because you could totally put that in continuity of the first two Jim Henson movies right and I think it fits pretty well mm-hmm. um, so that movie and then there was nothing until Nickelodeon bought the rights they did the new show I bought the whole set of the Nickelodeon to- turtle toys right I, bought oh. four of them. I love them so <laughs> that's much that's so awesome um, and oh, then, 2009, they did Turtles Forever. I don't know if you saw Oh, yeah, I was going to bring yeah, that's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, they did the 80s, 2003 slash Mirage comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a three-way crossover. That was so good. It was, yeah. My only gripe with that, though, was that they couldn't, or they didn't have um, the 80s voice cast they didn't. back. I thought it was a good, they were good substitutes, they ca- Yeah, they captured, like, the essence of what that 80s show was about, you know, like, they made them so goofy. Yeah, so corny. I loved it. Though. I really loved it. it. Yeah, it was. It was a well done, well done special. I recommend looking that up, guys. It's on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It, it was great. And uh, so, yeah, the new cartoon in 2012. 20, yeah, 2012. And then the movie in 2014. 2014, yep. Um, they're still doing the cartoon show. It's in, yeah, now it's in the fourth season. Fourth season, God. And they're doing they're doing another a whole episode that's a crossover with the eighties. I heard about that. And yeah, yeah, so they're bringing back all the or they already have it recorded. Uh, Rob Paulson, Barry Gordon, Townsend Coleman, and Cam Clark. So you are getting the original. Yes, yeah, so they'll all be back. They'll be interacting with their counterparts. That's probably because Rob Paulson's in it that they did that because the, they had no attachment to the old show with right. the Flash with the um, Turtles in Time special. The video games. Oh, oh we didn't wow. even talk about the video games. The video games are probably that. You know what? That might be also a good reason why I got into Turtles so much. I loved the arcade game. The arcade game. That's what I had also. A, t- a town away from me. They had the Turtles in Time, and they had Turtles. I think they had Turtles One or Turtles Two. I don't know. I played those to death. Like that was the game I put all the quarters. Yeah. In. Who was your character of choice? Oh, Leo. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> even though Donnie had better range. Yeah. Don- well, Donnie had better range in the NES game. Right. Like, if you're going to use any character in the old NES one, which is not the arcade one, um, he had better range, so he always picked Donnie. But Leo, because of swords. Yeah, absolutely. I love Leo. Katana Blades. <laughs> yeah, that was, such a, that was such a good game. Yeah. 
I, I didn't beat that until I was like till years later. Mm-hmm. Years later, when I bought a, nin- a Nintendo system from Funko Land. <laughs> Funko Land. Funko Land. Right, we have to we'll make sure it's not too loud. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> that was a high five, everyone. Oh my god, Funko Land. No one talks about Funko Land. No. Great video game store. I'd go there all the time. I bought last game I bought there was Sonic, 3D Pinball Blast. It was oh, a wow. weird retro. I remember that. It was a good game. I do remember that. Yeah, wow, Funko Land. They went out of business. I think GameStop bought them. Yeah, they did. Such a weird name. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I geeked out over it. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was, for the 2003 series, the first game they released for that, for PS2, that was a really good that game. That was good. The only problem was you couldn't do... Um, you three, couldn't do four-player. You yeah. couldn't do four-player because it was my three brothers and I. It was mm-hmm. two brothers and I. So we wanted to do that. That's what we were looking forward to. We were buy the game, and we each picked like who's gonna be who. Yeah. And when we bought it, only two people, two person player. <laughs> I was very upset. Yeah, but it was a great game. Other than other than that, though, it followed like the first like six episodes of the show. It did. Yeah. Like, that was like a straight yeah, six episode run. Mm-hmm. What was that? When was that? Two thousand five, two thousand four. Uh. Oh, yeah, really? The game probably two? was two thousand four ish in the series. Yeah, two thousand three. Damn. <laughs> I like the um, recent Xbox Live game, Turtles, uh, Turtles Out of the Shadows. It was just weird. Oh, I haven't played that one. It's out of canon, but it just came out around the time that the new show came out, and it was they looked realistic. Like the turtles, like looked real, and it was cool fighting mechanics. It was like Batman Arkham, those Batman Arkham games. Oh for wow! Turtles. I recommend looking. I recommend looking it up. It's it's actually pretty fun. I only played the demo, sadly, but I'm actually I'll I'll buy it. I'm thinking about buying it now. <laughs> I'm in a turtles, a turtles mood. So who like is your favorite turtle? That is a loaded question. It depends on which. Okay. Well, which one did you like? Or which one did you identify with, and then which one did you like the most? The only way I can answer that is which version of the turtles we're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, overall, aesthetically, and like cool, car- cool wise, I'd say Leo. Most relate to Michelangelo, but. My favorite in the live-action movies was Donatello. Oh, okay. I thought he was funnier than Mikey. I, I really oh, liked yeah. Donnie, Donnie, him, Donnie and Mikey's banter in the movies are yeah, so great. Pork rind. So I pork think rind. it depends. <laughs> I never pick Raph. I would never pick Raph. No? Oh, Raph maybe in the... The cartoon? In the comic book. Oh, oh yeah. Because he looked the most badass. But they all, looked, they all had the red bandana, so it didn't really matter anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, fun fact about that. Turtles originally had red bandanas. It was only for the cartoon show that they changed the colors so they could sell more toys and differentiate who's who. Marketing. <laughs> it's pretty clever. I mean, it worked. Yeah. God damn that marketing. You pretty oh, much God. took my answer, yeah. I, I always was a Leo fan. Leo? Yeah. But, uh, and then as I got older, I realized uh, I'm pretty much like Michelangelo. <laughs> My, yeah, Michelangelo, you relate to, we relate to most. Leo is just cooler. Yeah. And he can get shit done. <laughs> you ever watch the um, death battles of like who would win? And they, it's like these eight bit animated little videos of all four turtles like duking it out, and it's like really violent, like cutting oh, wow. off limbs. <laughs> Leo, um, spoiler alert, Leo wins. Because <laughs> Raph, Raph holds his own the best, but he's full of rage. Oh, so that yeah. So he kind of loses temper. Donnie is the most clever. Mikey died first. Mikey was first because <laughs> Mikey was never the fighter. Like no. Well, Donnie was never the fighter. But Donnie's Donna, clever enough. Yeah. Mikey was just, he's just, yeah, he's like, he's just drunken master style, but. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes of the new show is when um, 
Splinter makes them all trade weapons. Oh really? Yeah. That's, that's so uh, yeah, so Leo has the nunchucks, um, and yeah, I forget who has what, but uh, yeah, it was really cool because you got to see them like try to do, try to like handle other other people's weapons. It reminds me of like when you had the toys and you would put them in the different mm-hmm. turtles. And, oh, and, I would never do that. That's sacrilegious. Right? It's sacrilegious because when you do it, you know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I would play with it, and my mom would like give me like like my Leonardo, and she'd give me like Donatello's staff. No. And I'd play with. it. I was like, "This isn't right, mom. What, are you, <laughs> what the flip are you doing, I'm mom?" Turn around and pretend I didn't see that. <laughs> it's weird, and I, actually, that's that's funny that they did that in an episode. I like that a lot. I'm gonna look that up. Oh yeah, it's uh, season one, one of the first. That was the first eight. season. Yeah. I thought I saw all first season. I guess I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I remember when they announced the new season, and well, first of all, I thought like the new character designs were designs were horrible. I thought they looked really awkward. But new season, yeah, or the new show. I mean, the new oh show. yeah, at first I was not a fan. Yeah, same here. It took it took me until I finally watched it to like okay. I it grows on you. I don't like. I still don't like to this day. Leonardo's head and Donnie's gap. Oh, the gap in his teeth. I don't like that. <laughs> I like their proportions, though. I like the idea that Raph is the biggest, Leo is the most normal-looking, mm-hmm. Mikey's the shortest, yeah. and Donnie's the lankiest. I like that, and I like the idea of the color differences, because it used to be Mikey was the darkest, mm-hmm. Raph was the foresty green, mm, Leo, no, Leo is the most typical green, Mikey was the darkest green, Raph was second to darkest green, and Donnie was like this olive. Yeah, and a little I like to change it. He's still olive colored, maybe even brighter. But Mikey's the lightest. Like he's Mikey's lime green. Yeah, and I like that. That makes sense. And then Don um, Raph is of course like this dark, deep green, which mm-hmm. makes sense for the character. It's smart. It's smart for aesthetically describing the characters. Yeah, I agree. And, and Mikey has like little freckles. The freckles. Yeah. And um, Raph has the most like cuts and gaps in his shell, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I would, yeah. I think that that's the one like consistent like that thing that they always try to do with Raph's design. He's always he always looks like he got beaten up the most. Yeah. Like in the movies, yeah, his shell is the only one that's scratched up. Yeah. Yeah. The new the mo- the movie designs are, I like what they go for it. I just I don't like that they're CGI and they look like they're. Like ten feet tall. Oh yeah, they're well, monsters. They're not really like turtles or anything. Because Mikey, Mikey has like the puka shells and the sunglasses and like these track pants. Is mm-hmm. kind of cool, I guess. Leo looks more of a warrior, which makes sense. Donnie, they went a bit overboard, <laughs> but I like what they were going with it. They had, now he has like an NES on his arm. Mm-hmm. He's this huge like Ghostbuster esque proton pack. In his yeah, back. and the, and the, even the goggles. The goggles that, that, uh, that Dan Aykroyd this, wears. Uh, the sun, the glasses, a bit much. Uh, and Ma- Raph is like this. Pure, like, brutal, menacing guy with, mm-hmm. like, this weird bandana thing going. Let's go save my brothers. Let's save my brothers. <laughs> with Will, Will Armisen. No, Will, uh... Will Ar- Arnett. Arnett. I was going to say Will Armisen. <laughs> For talking turtles. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> You're one crazy chick, O'Neal. <laughs> I like the new trailer is like, whenever you need help, you go to the turtles. You always go to the turtles. <laughs> I was doing yoga for, like... Ten days. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for the new one. Yeah. Oh, Judith Hogue has a has a, a very minor role in that. Who? Judith Hogue, who played April in the first movie. No. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They got her a role in that. Oh, she's probably a cameo. Oh, maybe it'll be like a thing where April's in the office 
<laughs> and she's like just like a veterinary, uh, a vet, veterinary, uh, veteran reporter. Or that would be cool. Something yeah. where she's gonna talk to April and like make a comment about yeah. like her yellow jacket or something. <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah. And it's funny, is like Johnny Knoxville does Leo. Like, oh, not anymore. No, he's not in the new one. He's not credited, and I don't think he spoke in this trailer. Oh, okay. He's not credited. So I don't think Knoxville's Leonardo anymore, which I first hated. I thought that was a stupid idea. But when I watched the movie, I think it fit rather well. Yeah. Um, same. I, I don't like Seth Green as Leo. No, no. That's idiotic decision. Yeah. Jason Biggs was pretty good. Biggs was good, yeah. I have to say, when they when I first read that Biggs and, and uh, Sean Astin Sean, were Sean cast, Astin. I was really like... I was upset about what? Sean Astin. Yeah. Sean Astin was very upset. I was like, no. You can't but cast he's Rudy. <laughs> they actually did it. Yeah, they, actually they did, did a really good job. I do have to say, I know you're a diehard 80s, but I love the voice cast for the 2003 series. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was perfect. That's, yeah. Michael was perfect. Raph, I thought that was the pinnacle Raph voice. I don't like the Raph voice of the 80s show. I know that's Rob Paulson. Rob, yeah. I don't think he fits. He fits Donnie perfectly. Yeah. Raph, not so much. Do you agree or disagree? I mean, I kind of disagree, but <laughs> oh. I love, I mean, just because Rob, Rob even admits, he's like, yeah, I'm a smart ass. And uh, so he kind of, that's his natural speaking voice yeah. is when he does Raph. And, uh, like, I remember as a kid, I would always, I used to love quoting Raph and say stuff like, does the phrase go suck a lemon hold any meaning for you? I would, I used to say that to people and. That, I, I agree, like, it sounds great, but the Raph that I think. Oh, you just think he best, should be, like, like New York accent Brooklyn yeah, Brooklyn accent, the movie. The yeah. movie Raph is a great voice. I love that Raph. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I think the 2003 one's a good pseudo version of that. Yeah, he was. Like Dunny, <laughs> he shouldn't be. Jo- he should be jokey, but he not much of a smart Alec, but much of a just like a I don't give two shits. Mm-hmm. The the comic books, the new. Um, hold on, I forget who's doing the new comic books. You can fact IDW. Check. IDW, yes, yeah. IDW. Um, they revamped the origin, and originally Raph was uh, estranged from his brothers. Oh wow! And that's why they wear the red bandanas out of memory of Raph. And once they find him, he comes back. And then there's, like, this weird cat cat villain who was pretty cool. It was a giant cat. I don't know. It's, it's a really weird story. But they try good. to tie it all together again. And that, that explains the red bandanas. That's but it really also cool. explains Clever. why he's so mean all the time. Because he was al- for most of his life, he was alone. Gotcha. He, was a, he was a loner. Yeah. Like, he was a loner for no reason in all the other incarnations. Because yeah. he was with his brothers. He has no reason to be all, like, mm-hmm. all... Uh, tiffy about everything but that's because he was estranged from them so long and they came back and he's still like learning how to be a family Mm -hmm. which is so hard for him and (laughs) I think that's an amazing origin for Raph that gives him a lot of that is really cool it explains the red bandanas and And everything they get other bandanas afterward and in that book they 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 get their own weapons like through time like Splinter like grants it to them because I did something. I don't know. Very well done book. I haven't read it in a while. I would if I, I should have read it beforehand to <laughs> give a better analysis, but it's a great book and it's one of the best origin stories for Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that is cool. Much better than the twenty twelve movie, I think. Oh or twenty fourteen movies. Yeah. April's the key to all of this. <laughs> yeah. April were there was the owner. I hate that. <laughs> hate that so it's so stupid. You don't have to tie everything together just for the coincidence. No. I hate coincidence. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Raph voices, um, in Turtles Forever, the the comic book Raph, that's yes. Sean Schemmel. Sean Schemmel. Who played Goku. No fooling. Yeah. 
But all he does in the in the in the Turtles Forever is just go. <laughs> What's the point of it having? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe he was in the studio and they does. were like, "Hey, it's funny to say you're in it." Yeah. In the '80s cartoon, yeah, Townsend Coleman, who played Michelangelo, was also the later on would be the Tick. Yeah, that was his next big series that he was in. Wow, I love the Tick. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. I used to watch that. I hear maybe they're bringing it back with um. Oh my God! I should look up names before I come here. Pat Patrick. Uh, Patrick Waterburn. Warburn. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's actually lived was born two towns away from me. Fun fact. Oh wow. Um. He putty. Yeah, putty. <laughs> he um the they'd want to make it bring it back. I think they almost did for a while, and then now like fan serving, like uh, crowd sur- uh, Oh, crowd surfing, Yeah, not crowd surfing. Uh, fan sourcing or what do you call it? Uh, yeah, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Stuff, yeah. Goddamn, I can't think. Today. It's finals week, guys. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, Kickstarter. They're they're trying to do it, and I'm pretty sure Crackle's interested. That web series. That web channel yeah they did joe dirt too oh my god why'd they do a scene i I haven't watched it yet i hear christopher walken's in it yeah i'll see it for christopher walken i stab you in the face with the sign nine (laughs) joe dirt joe dirt joe dirt (laughs) if you talk to my friend like that again i stab you in the face with a sign nine (laughs) joe dirt joe dirt I'll stop. He was the best part of that movie. He was. Remember when he um he was pretending to be dead and he was getting a boner? Oh yeah. <laughs> Long blonde hair. Beautiful smile. Uh and you hear it going, uh Yeah. The boner just rising. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is about Ninja Turtles. Kids are probably just thinking. I'm sorry. So yeah, in the in also in the eighties cartoon, Barry Gordon, who played Donatello and Bebop, he like Everybody knows this guy. You just don't know it. Yeah. He, he was um, the Nesquik bunny in the commercials. Wow. For thir- yeah, for like 30 years, he, did, he was the Nesquik bunny. Um, he, when he was six years old, he was the kid who sang, I'm getting nothing for Christmas. I don't know that tune. I'm getting nothing for, for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Oh, wow. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah. Um, so that was him. That was Barry Gordon, six-year-old. nothing that's kind of kind of like how Bebop would say it. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Stupid Bebop. titles. Yeah. Titles. <laughs> and he was in two episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and he played a Great rabbi. Show. Yeah, he played oh, a rabbi funny. in both of them. Yeah. Boys, I. <laughs> and it's funny. He was uh, Barry Gordon was also a lawyer, and when he was when he was doing Turtles, he was studying for his law degree, uh-huh. and. He would bring in stacks of books, like just stacks of books to the whole session, and he'd be sitting in his chair and just like reading and highlighting, and then his cue, his mark would come up, you know, he'd talk into the mic, do his line like, yeah, you know, it's a dimensional transporter, and uh, then he'd go back to highlighting his book, highlighting his lines and everything, and then he went on to be the president of the SAG union for seven years. President of the SAG union? Yeah. That's actually like a very impressive title support your local sag people <laughs> screen actors guild is great it's the best award show that's the only reputable award show i, think I agree yeah. <laughs> besides oscars oscars of course but golden globes suck <laughs> don't watch the golden globes this year everyone they pay for their wins <laughs> and yeah barry gordon jokes that his bebop voice is harvey firestein <laughs> stupid titles <laughs> he was in um this is doubtfire right 
Yeah, hard, yeah. I was just watching and that last night. Day. I was watching that last night. Oh, Independence yeah. Day. See the trailer for the new one? Oh, I did, yeah. How do you feel about it? At first, I was like, meh. But I watched it again, and it's like, okay. I only watched okay. it once. I'll see it. Maybe. It was nice to see Goldblum again. Goldblum and... Uh, and, uh, and the president, uh, oh, Bill don't Pullman. Oh, Pullman. Yeah. He's a beard now. Yeah, he does. Bill Pullman. What's he doing? He hasn't done anything. No. In recent memory. I'm surprised they got him back. Last I saw him, yeah, he guest starred on Law & Order SVU like maybe six years ago. Really? That's it, yeah. <laughs> Mankind. <laughs> Bill His best performance he's yeah. ever given. Was, no, not, not oh, in Penn State. Oh. I was, I was going to say the speech, but... Uh, no, that no. That was his best performance. <laughs> um, Casper. Casper, yes. He, yeah. When he opened the door and saw Casper for the first time, that scream, I've replayed that so many times at the tape... The tape would wear out. Oh. <laughs> it was, he opens the door and goes, <gasps> look it up. I don't know if it's on YouTube. It should be a GIF. It should be a popular GIF. It's too perfect not to be, but no one else seems to recognize its beauty other than my brother and I. <laughs> my mom took me to see that in theaters, and, like, it was great. You saw it in theaters? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Casper. That was a good movie. It was. Yeah, it Casper. got really, like, towards, like, you know, the, the, the climax of the movie with, with um, when Bill Pullman's wife, you know, comes back yeah. to, like, talk to Casper and then talk to Bill Pullman, it's, like, really emotional. I was watching it, like, maybe it was on TV. You know, it's always on the movie channels. So, like, last year I was watching it, and, like, there was a point where she, his, the wife tells Casper, like, you know, your father's, like, very proud of you or something like that. Uh-huh. And, and, like, oh, it brought me to tears, to be honest, because it's, like, it, oh, my God. It was like, very emotional. Wow, yeah. It was actually pretty emotional. And, yeah, and it went over my head as a kid, but it's... uh it's Fatso, Fatso, Stinky, and Stretch who are the ones who are the liaison to her and Bill Pullman. They're the ones who were able to orchestrate her coming back. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I haven't heard those names in a while either. <laughs> Fatso, Stretch. What was the third one? Uh, uh, Stinky. Stinky, yeah. He was the, the, yeah, he's like the Weasley looking mm-hmm. one. And, oh, Brad Garrett, he does Fatso. Fatso. Yeah. I had a Fatso puppet. Um, I think it was like KFC was doing a promotion. Oh, and like these like weird plat. They're not even puppets because they're so stiff. You put them on your hand and they glue in the dark. <laughs> That's glow, so awesome. Glowed in the dark. And uh, yeah, I had Fatso. So he was my favorite because that was like the one I had. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you're younger, if you ever had like the toys of a movie, you always even if it was like the obscure character, you always had some association and you appreciated that one more mm-hmm. because you owned quote unquote owned that one. Yeah. Like, I agree. That's why Fatso was my favorite because like I had the puppet for it. So that why that's why it was my favorite because I had to <laughs> justify me having the puppet for it with liking the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I have a weird mind. Oh, uh, for the '80s cartoon, um, when they were when they first brought in the actors to audition, so they knew that they wanted Rob Paulson to be Raph, and then they knew that they wanted Barry to play to play Donatello. But as far as Cam Clark, who played Leo, and Townsend Coleman, who was Mikey. They they didn't know who they wanted to play for that, like whether they would be Leo or Mikey. So they had them read for both parts. Really? Yeah. But didn't know? Like, I'm, they weren't sure at given first. Given the voices, you think it'd be a no-brainer. Unless they changed their voices. Yeah, they were going to change it, yeah. Because yeah. the guy Cam's does Mikey. Said, Townsend, Townsend, who did Mikey? He, that's yeah. like a, that's ideal Mikey. Yes. Yeah, dudes. Well, they didn't know what they were going for. It was the first time you ever hear the turtles speak. Yeah. So I guess they didn't. There was no standard yet. Mondo Bizarro, dude. Dude. <laughs> you ever see 80s All-Stars in action? No. They take a, a bunch of 80s cartoons. Even ALF was in it, and they made a cartoon of ALF. And it was a, it was a PSA for uh, smoking weed. 
<laughs> I'm not even kidding you. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh, wow. I remember watching it because I, I went to Catholic school growing up. So the library in our Catholic school had a VHS of it, and I would rent it over and over again. Not because like I believed in the message or anything. It was just so cool. Like Muppet Babies weren't in there. The Turtles, Smurfs, Alvin the Chipmunks, Alf, who Alf oh, is wow. one of my favorite things of all time. Um, Bugs Bunny was in there. Uh, you name it, they were in there. I, I can't even tell you. Micronauts, I think, were in there. I don't know. It was great, and it was really weird, and it was funny, <laughs> and it was and oh, weed was this big smoke monster that followed this kid around, telling him to keep keep smoking weed, <laughs> Dave. Come on, Johnny. It was really weird, and the, the Kermit, Kermit, and Michelangelo buddied up. Oh, it was only Michelangelo. Oh, okay. Michelangelo was the only one who was in it, of the turtles. But you name a cartoon character. There was some version of that property in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Besides, like, Superman. There was no Superman or Spider-Man, but it was great. I recommend looking it up. Um, actually, maybe Orko from He-Man was in it. I'm, oh, yeah. He might have been in it. What's it called? Uh, Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Okay. And in the beginning... It's probably on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, there's a little PSA before that of Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan, like, giving a speech about how... Doing drugs is bad. Oh, no, not Reagan. I'm sorry. It was, uh, was it Bush. 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 Yeah. Bush Sr. Yeah, Bush Sr. and uh, Barbara? No, Barbara's George W.'s wife. No, it's no Laura's but George W.'s yeah. wife. Barbara's, Barbara's George Sr.'s wife. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking about presidential things. Trump. <laughs> Yay or nay? Nay. Yay. <laughs> Ghost host wants Trump for president. <laughs> I think I said my, my, my say. Your piece. My piece. Now, Rob Paulson, he, uh, in addition to playing Donnie on the new show, which is pretty cool, he, uh, he's like everybody's childhood because he played, he was in Goof Troop as PJ and the Goof Goofy Troop. movie. Yeah. I love Goof PJ. Troop. PJ. And uh, he was Carl Weezer in, in Jimmy, uh, Neutron. Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. Carl. Carl. Wow. Wow, and, yeah, he uh, branches all, all yeah. generations. And, uh, yeah, Yakko in Animaniacs. Yakko. And Pinky in Pinky and the Brain. Which with Pinky and Brain Lamarche. was a spinoff of. Oh, right. Uh, like, Pinky Brain came from Animaniacs. Right. Which I always thought was a cool idea that they had a whole show based off a little short in Animaniacs. Yeah. But I digress. Paulson's a legend. Like, he um, he, he still does. He can still sing Yakko's World. Like, if you mm. ask him to at a convention, he'll sing it for you. And it's yeah. unbelievable. He's a good guy. Yeah, he really is. He's awesome. And he was in The Mask also. The cartoon show. Yeah. I had a... Never watched the cartoon show, but I had action figures from the cartoon show. I was a big action figure kid. (laughs) I had Mask, but it was like Cyborg Mask. Okay. So like half of him looked normal and half of him was a cyborg. (laughs) And like an arm cannon. And his dog. What was his dog? Is it Max? Uh, I think so. Yeah, like the dog was like a robot version too. (laughs) So he jokes that like... I got to play Jim Carrey for a whole lot, mo- whole lot less money. <laughs> <laughs> the theme song that everybody knows for the '87 cartoon was written by Chuck Lorre, who went on to produce two and a half, create two and a half men. He's one of the biggest Mike men in TV, yeah. like ever. He's a huge, he's a huge guy in the huge TV producer. industry. He wrote it. Yeah, he wrote it, and he does the all the little like sound bites, like we're really hip, and uh, and uh, you know, Raphael's cool but rude. Yeah. Give me a break. Hey, get a grip. You know, that's all him. That's Chuck Lorre. Wow. 
Wait, that's not the voice actors? No. And I always thought it was Cam Clark who sang the song. Uh-huh. Because he's, it sounds like Leo. They're heroes and the half shell. It sounds like Leo when he says that, but it's not. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's actually a crazy fact. Yeah, yeah. Not Chuck Lorre of all it. people. Mm-hmm. I guess how you get to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's, that's one of the most iconic theme songs of all time. I think so, too. Yeah, everybody knows that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes and a half shell. Turtle power. <laughs> Ghost host. The, the lady who played April... Um, Renee Jacobs. Renee. She originally, the, the producers did not want her to play April. Uh-huh. They said, like, yeah, you, you know, you're not, this isn't the right role for you. Uh-huh. And so, or it was just one producer. And um, so he, after the executives came to check out the auditions, tapes, and everything, they went through every single other person who auditioned for April and were like, no, it's not right. So then finally the guy reluctantly showed Renee Jacobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. The execs were like, yeah, that's that's April right there. So she finally got the part. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what'd she do that wasn't the part? Yeah, I'm not sure, because it's, it's a pretty natural voice, and it's not like it's too out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked all Aprils. I think every April is fine, besides Megan Fox. Sarah Michelle Gellar in the movie. Yeah, she, she was. She was, even her was, she wasn't that great. She was just Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I like Chris Evans as... That was cool. Chris yeah, Evans as... Uh, as Casey. Casey was good. That movie was cool because they didn't. They, they said like you know we don't want Tom Cruise to come in. And, you know big movie stars to come in and play the turtles. They actually got actual vo- working voice actors. James Arnold Taylor who they was, uh, were very great. I yeah, think yeah was that was the, a really good set too. James Arnold Taylor he's uh, you know Obi Wan on the Clone Wars. Any any Star Wars cartoon. I thought that was for the longest time when that Clone Wars show. I thought that was still Ewan McGregor. Oh wow yeah. He does such a good British like mm-hmm. very like. Robust royal British accent. I thought that was Ian McGregor. Yeah. Oh, he's great. He's good at voice matching. He yeah, do, he was really great. I so thought it was him. Guys. But later on, I realized it wasn't him because it seemed like whatever the guy was doing, he was doing too much of it later on. Mm-hmm. What's his name? James Arnold Taylor. James Arnold Taylor. Like, he went full British. Yeah. Where Ian McGregor was British, but toned back a bit. Mm hmm. Yeah, he, yeah. Ewan wanted to do more of like a, a Alec Guinness. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. He was a great. He's a great voice actor. Like I was convinced. So that's. And uh, Raphael for the 2000 movie was Nolan North, who does. Who yeah, does that's show. right. And he's um, one of my fav- <laughs> favorite video games of all time, Uncharted. Oh. He's uh, Nathan Drake. Who, oh, he also wow. does the body because the way Uncharted goes is that they actually like do uh, motion capture. Oh, like okay. everything, every movement in that game is Nolan North movement. Wow! Like even when you're controlling him to the cutscenes, so like Nolan North is Nathan Drake in my opinion. But <laughs> that's why I love him so much. He's a great. He does the Penguin in the Batman games. Oh, okay. he's in almost every game you've ever played as something. Wow! Like his credit list is the largest. That's insane. Fun yeah, he fact. was pretty good at ref, I think. Yeah, he was good. Um, and uh, the guy who did Leo was in the movie. That was James Arnold Taylor. Oh, yeah, that's right. You yeah. just said that. And who did Mikey? Mikey was good, too. Mikey uh, was a bit whiny, actually. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like that Mikey as much. That guy's name is slipping through my head. Uh, oh, you got, like, 9 I out of 10. Remember, I think yeah. you're, you're good. <laughs> um, they should have got the voice actor of the 2003 series to do Mikey. I like that guy. Oh, yeah. Who's that guy? Do you know that guy? That's it. We'll cut that in post. Shameful. <laughs> um, yeah, no. He, I, liked, I liked that Mikey the most. But I didn't like the 2007. Well, it's too no. whiny. That was the only complaint of the voice acting, besides Sarah Michelle Gellar being like, eh. Yeah. Um, in the new one, 
the guy who plays Monk in the new movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. He's actually pretty good. I, I was thought it was so weird yeah. that he was going to be it. Um, originally, it was going to be the guy who plays the uh, small person in Seinfeld. Yeah, Danny Woodburn. He was going to be originally uh, Splinter. They changed it to Tony Shalhoub. Did, yeah, well, he did the motion cap for Splinter. Oh, he still did it. I yeah. thought he left the set completely. Oh, no, I, I at least not that I know of. Oh, well, in that case, then, yeah, he did that. But um, he did the voice of it, and I thought he was pretty great, yeah. even though he had no idea what Splinter was. There's an interview. He's like, I have no idea what I'm playing, which is so strange. You think he just for basic knowledge, you know, like yeah. turtles and there's the the rat. Mm-hmm. But he had no idea who he was. Jack Jeeves from uh, from Men in Black. Yep, yep, yep. Don't Jeeves. you know how much that stings? He always freaked me out when he, cause he had that lisp yeah. and he had like the slime coming out of mm-hmm. his mouth. Uh, Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, Toy He's actually a very good splinter. I'll yeah. give him that. I liked his voice. I like the voice of uh, oh, love the voice of the 2003 series. Yeah. That's that's when I think Splinter. I think mm-hmm. of him. Raphael, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, the 1990 movie. Did you ever see the alternate ending? Oh, the comic book. Yeah. The Danny comes into an office like pitching this turtles book, and the turtles are outside Danny the window. Danny and April, right? Danny and April. Yeah. yeah. And then the turtles are outside the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I I saw that. Probably around the same time I watched Turtles 3. Oh, okay. Because I was on a Turtles kick. Right. I saw that. Yeah, I thought that was... It's such a strange ending. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's funny, though. It, I like I like it when they try to make it where it's set in the real world. So, like in Hellboy, the, yeah. book Hell, the movie Hellboy, they reference that there are comic books about Hellboy. And it's just that Hellboy is still living in this world. But someone either heard about that said character and wrote about him and like, went on their own spin with it. So, like, in that world, the Turtles exist... But the Turtles book exists, and then the show will eventually exists. Gotcha. I like that. Yeah. I think that's a very interesting idea. Yeah, yeah. It's like very meta. Meta. Yeah, yeah. that's the term. Can you name, because in the first movie, each actor who played the turtle in the suit, they got their own little additional role in the movie, just like a, as like a, a one-shot character. Can you name who they played, which characters they were? All foot. No, only one of them played a foot guy. Um, I thought that was like a trick question. That was Leaf Tilden. He played the guy, the foot soldier in the subway who approaches April and is like, "We've been waiting for you, you Miss O'Neill. Yeah, your mouth brings you much trouble, Miss O'Neill." <laughs> Wait, who then? I don't know. That was Leaf Tilden. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell and Leaf Tilden was Donatello. Le- Mitchell and Sisti, who played Michelangelo, he's the pizza delivery guy. Oh, when um, they're leaving it in the sewer. Yep. And Come Mike, on, I couldn't find the place. And then Mike gives that line, uh, uh, for, something is a virtue. Wise men say yeah. forgiveness is divine. Divine. Never pay full we're, price for late, late pizza. pizza, dude. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then Michelin's like, oh, I gotta get a new route. Yeah. It's Domino's. delivered everywhere. Yep. Even though they made Domino's look delicious, but. They did, yes. It's not really. <laughs> and uh, Josh Pais, who was Raphael. He was the taxi cab passenger. When Raph flips over the, the oh yeah, taxi, he looks that he oh wait, is that, like, oh the passenger, not the driver. Yeah, the passenger. Okay, because the pa- like, I mean the driver like looking forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, "What the heck was that?" And the driver's like, "Look like sort of a big title in a trench coat." You're going to Laguardia, right? <laughs> and then Josh Price just nods. <laughs> and the guy who played Leo, David Foreman, he was one of like the the gang members. 
I'm not sure what. That's the only one that I couldn't fi- like actually pinpoint. Yeah, but he pur- plays one of the foot gang. The purple members. dragons weren't in the movie. Right? No, Those purple dragons are very popular in the books. And then in the 2003 series, they yeah brought they brought them, them back it. with Han. Yeah, and then Casey has a vendetta against them. Yeah, yeah, I like the purple dragons. I like that that there's like different factions. There's like the foot, there's the turtles, the foot, and the red, the purple, the purple dragons. dragons. Yeah, I like that the factions. I yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. So I think we're about ready to wrap up. We covered. <laughs> we covered so soon. <laughs> we covered a lot, like between the different. We crossed the streams of the turtle. Universe. See what we did there. <laughs> That's the title. Yeah, we wow, we branched every. We tried to get through it. every different thing. Yeah. I can't think of another turtles thing that I would even know about. Yeah, we we, we talked about it all. This is episode one of Crossing the Streams with Greg and Jason. Guys, you've been great. I, I hope you enjoy our program. We've Greg has put a lot of work into it. I, I'm kind of just riding his coattails. <laughs> but I, lo- I love to be on the show, and I love this so much. You know, we'll try to cover as much as we can from things that we grew up watching in the 90s and you know early 2000s and stuff. 80s, 90s, and today, this is 106.7 Light FM. That's an actual radio station. You should listen to it before Christmas because <laughs> they do for Christmas music. It's great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. And like us on Facebook, Crossing the Streams with Craig and Jason. Cowabunga dudes. <laughs> Cowabunga. Raphael. There it is. Raphael. There he is. There we go. That's how he gets it. This is Corey, Corey Feldman. Really creepy Corey Feldman. But that's how his voice is nowadays. Creepy Corey Feldman. Look him up on the Feld Mansion. <laughs> we'll be there. Greg and Jason will be there. Live podcast at Corey Feldman's house. <laughs> so look out for us right there. We're going to be by the hot tub, but we're not paying the $500 mission. No can do. <laughs> we'll see you there, all right? Take care and happy holidays. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs>